Welcome to the Empowering Family Health Podcast. This week on the podcast, we have Doreen Ritchie. Doreen Ritchie is a life and executive coach in Belfast. She is a published author of Activate Your Life, Volume 2, which is also co-authored by various other incredible coaches. Doreen is a teacher at Queen's University and also a public speaker. Doreen is on a mission to help empower people to make life changes and gain clarity and calm in their life. Doreen believes that many of us are not fulfilled in our lives because we are lost. And that's the bottom line, she says. She is on a mission to help people to really live their lives. Doreen says, change your mind and you will change your life. Now, I've spoken with Doreen prior to our conversation for this podcast recording, and I believe that this lady has many things, including someone who is very intuitive with great empathy and understanding. In this episode, we will be talking about living in a marriage, modern marriages, what happens after the kids grow up, what it's like for the man, what it's like for the woman, how to create a better life and a midlife crisis. That's when you really begin to realize there's more to life than this. But first, I want to let you know about my upcoming six week podcast series called Corona Sleep. So many of you have been asking me for more content about how to sleep better and how it impacts various different areas of our lives. So I'm going to be covering all that in the six week podcast episode, Corona Sleep, and really how it's impacting our lives at the moment in our current uh, pandemic situation. So we're going to be looking at all of that. So watch out for that coming up next week. Also, my seven day sleep challenge, it's free. And I have this on to celebrate World Sleep Day, which is March 19th. So you can register now on joannecallahan.com. Make sure you register now and you will automatically start getting your videos on March 15th for the next seven days. And this is going to be open until the 28th of March. So you can access these videos up until the 28th of March and then they will be taken down. So make sure you register now. You will automatically start getting your videos on March 15th and they will be available to view all the way up until March 28th. Now, so do make sure you like and share this podcast episode. Make sure you share it with your friends and family so that they can be empowered with this great information as well. And you can also watch this on YouTube if you prefer to watch the video. Just go to YouTube and search for Empowering Family Health and you'll see all the videos there. So let's get into the conversation with Doreen. Welcome to the Empowering Family Health podcast. Brought to you by your host, Joanne Callahan. In a world of disempowered and struggling families, it is my hope to bring you inspiration, information and support to take back control of your life and live an empowered, healthy and happy life. We'll be interviewing parents, doctors, health experts and professionals in all areas of health and well-being and my aim is to transform you into the masters of your family's future. Doreen you are very very welcome thank you for coming. Not at all thank you so much for having me Joanne absolutely Brilliant. delighted to be here. I can't wait to dive into our conversation Doreen all about how you can help people to master their lives and move, move on with their lives and unblock 
whatever is in the way for people we all experience we all experience different things and on different levels and it's different for each and every one of us so we're going to dive into all of that sure tell us Doreen a little bit about yourself Doreen tell us your background and why you're passionate about the work that you do sure um well my background my my career my whole life career up, up until five years ago four years ago was in business and finance and um basically um I went through all the different um sectors in the economy and so on and um then uh, various things happened at home so on I got divorced blah 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 left work and decided to do something completely different um, and it took a wee while to decide what to do, what sort of came to me. And I realized that I had all this experience of, you know, managing people and, and helping people, you know, in teams and things. But I, you know, I wasn't doing anything with it. So I thought, well, hold on a minute. You know, there's lots of women who were in my position who maybe, you know, had an unhappy marriage, got divorced, don't know really what to do with themselves or how to get divorced even or, you know, what way their life is going to be or who they actually are. You know, do they know who they are anymore? So I thought, hang on, you know, I could maybe help people like that. So I trained then as a life executive coach um, a few years ago and um, then started my own practice uh, two and a half years ago. So basically, that's why I really want to help people understand that they have to live their life, live your life, because, you know, it's only it's, it's only one time. It's not a dress rehearsal. Yeah. You know, get out there and live it. You know, not, don't, don't just exist like I did for 10 years, you know. Um, there's so many people that are existing in their lives and they're going around just pleasing other people and we all exactly especially women yeah especially women women like to please people so much it's part of their nurturing I suppose part of our programming as well you know whenever we were young you're programmed up until the age of seven you just absorb what your whole family culture and your societal culture um teaches you and then that's what you carry with you thinking that it's real and fact yeah uh, and truth and um, actually, it's not. It's just other people's opinions. So whenever you get to a certain age and you think, well, hang on, is this really me talking or is it my mother talking or you know what I mean? Yeah, so, <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, because we don't we do, there's no um, filter system, you know, where you, and, and nature designed it that way. So we'd learn quickly. And then, of course, all our... That's uh, right. Not until you're about seven and then your brain has an, al- an analytical part that develops yeah, there. We know all that about the teenagers, don't yeah, we? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I and know, something yeah. you said that was really interesting, Doreen, and I've come across, just when you said it, I've come across it so, so much, is um, there's lots of upsets and disruptions in people's lives in terms of marriages um, and, and relationships. What's going mm-hmm. on there, Doreen? Well, I think it's to do with, you know, your upbringing, as you say, and your conditioning and so on. And you're taught, you know, you go to school, you go to the university, maybe you get married, you have children and you stay there. Right. And then, of course, for 20 years, all you and your husband ever talk about are the children. And then the children sort of leave, you know, and then suddenly the woman is left there going, all right, nobody needs me anymore. Um, I'm in this middling sort of awful job at work because I didn't go any further because I was looking after children you know either end of the the school day kind of thing if you know what I mean and then people just really begin to question who am I you know is this what it's going to be for the next 25 30 40 years you know people live long lives now you know and then you know for men you know they're the same except you know they're the other way around they're like you know maybe they're in a, a job maybe they have their own business and everything depends on them the family depends on them for money mostly you know and so they can't just change direction you know or they feel they can't so basically people reach that kind of crisis between maybe age 45 on for maybe 10 15 years and then um, of course you have the younger people who are just basically um maybe just too much apart doing too many things that are separate 
too much involved in their own careers and they maybe don't have enough time to to bond together and then they don't stay together for very long you know yeah yeah there's a lot of that yeah and I could hear you that the men like it's like the men and the women have their own particular roles and yeah. I suppose over the generations as well like and we've we've downloaded that from our generations you know men would be the typical people who go and work they'd be the bread earners type of thing and the women would mind the children but this is all change and oh it absolutely change yeah but now they've got two jobs but the woman has two jobs anyway yes you know sometimes three so the woman you know the woman's expected to go out to work now full time which you know when I was young I I marched for yes let us you know equal pay and all that yeah but um actually that means that she can now have the privilege of looking after the home and the children as well as going out to work full time if you know what I mean. And that happens a lot, even with modern marriages, you know, it's still, it's not 50-50 with housework or anything. Although people like to say it is, you know, because maybe the, the husband cooks maybe a wee bit more at the weekend or something. But actually the bulk of all that falls on the woman. And so, you know, when people come to me, they come with different pressures. They come with different things that are wrong, if you know what I mean. Um, and usually it's people that are just lost, you know, Joanne, they just really don't know. Some of them just sit and say, look, I really don't know why I'm here because there's just so much. I can't even put my finger on what is wrong. Yeah. You yeah. And you, and you said about, um, you know, all the different jobs and you said about uh, the younger people doing so many different things and what have you and they're distracted and it keeps and, and it keeps them away. But it keeps we all tend to do that as well, like in terms mm-hmm. of keeping ourselves busy and we're distracted. Yes. So we don't know who we really are and what it is that we really yes. want. We don't ourselves. think. Yes, it's absolutely. It's like um. It's like taking a pill to, to keep you numb. You don't have to think about what's wrong if you're if you're just functioning and you're doing all this stuff and you look really busy. Why and it's only well, what, it's what? Like, well, it's like an addiction, really. I mean, people watch TV all the time, or people are always on their phone all the time, or you know, the extreme mm. is alcohol alcoholism because people are taking a drink or whatever, in order to not actually figure out what's wrong. And maybe it's because they don't know how to, and in which yeah. case they would come to me um, or someone like me. But maybe it's just because a lot of people are in denial, especially men. Men are very much in denial because um, they're not so used to getting in touch with their feelings or their inner selves, whereas women would be a bit more, you know, it's easier for them. So when they come to me, it's easier to get in connection with them very quickly, whereas a man, it might take two or three sessions. I was going to say actually, yeah. Yeah, before he actually admits that it's there's something that's, uh, hurting him inside it's not everything else a man will blame everything else outside there's always a surface isn't it there's always yes. something that shows on the top but there's always a deep yes those are the symptoms it. of what's happening yeah because of course absolutely you know all of your feelings 100 are caused by how you think about everything they're not caused about the situation or the circumstances you're in they're caused about what you're telling yourself about the situation or the circumstances the story story absolutely and if you're telling yourself the story you know I'm not good enough I don't deserve love I'm not worthy you know you know them I'm sure you've heard them yourself from people and if that's the story you're telling yourself then you know you know you're not going to actually then rise above that because every single thing you do you're seeing it through this you know through these glasses that say I am not good enough you know I don't deserve this a man on the other hand might be thinking you know I am superman I have to do this you know I am the the breadwinner I am this I am that and he's trying to live up to that all the time but he's maybe afraid of saying I'm weak I I don't feel like I can do this anymore you know this is not where I want to be yeah there's a lovely quote by Henry Ford you probably know what do you think 
that you're right or you think you're wrong, something like that, you're probably right. Yeah, so you are right. Yes, yeah, it's what you think. Yes, because you're creating your own reality as you go along. I mean, in every moment, we only live in the present moment, okay? That's where we live. Everything else is thought. So in the present moment, you have a choice between you and anything else that happens to you. You have a choice in how you change your attitude to it. So you can have a good attitude to it or a poor attitude or you can have a negative attitude or whatever. But you do have a choice in every moment. When something happens outside yourself, you can choose how you approach that. Okay. So in every moment, you have a choice of changing the outcome of the Mm. situation. Because we're creatures of habit. We meet a situation. We automatically react. Yes. to that situation same way in order to change that reaction in other words change your life you know change how you react to the situation you've really got to be aware that that's what you're doing and then you have to actually sit and think about it and then think right the next time the situation occurs I'm going to try a different approach okay and see how that works and if you feel better with that approach then that's great so at the end of the week you can look back and think you had all these better experiences than before so when you think about it, that's you actually creating a better life. Mm, wow, there's such so. power in that. There's such power. And and what I can hear now is other people saying, Doreen, I can hear the, the audience now saying, yeah, but how? How do I well, change my Well, that's why you things? come to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, yeah, because that's why I'm here. Yeah. So many people, they just cannot see, including myself. Mm-hmm. Myself. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a mastery, really, isn't it? It's a mastery. And well, it's, it's to do with understanding. I think it's to do with understanding where your feelings are coming from and your feelings yeah. are coming only from what you're thinking. And the other thing to understand is that we only live in this moment. And I know it's really hard to grasp. Yeah, It's yeah. really hard to understand that your life experience is only now. Yeah. And all the memories that you have are just thoughts. Okay. Yeah. And the future that you're thinking about is just a thought. You know, goals that you set are just thoughts. So actually, you can change that at any time. And even looking back at memories or experiences, you can reinterpret maybe a trauma, you know, and then it doesn't feel so sad. Yes. So you can retell it. You can say with understanding, you might say, well, actually, my parents did that to me. You did that for me out of love. They didn't realize that they were wrong. You know, that's not what I would do now. But I don't have to bring that with me anymore. I don't have to have that baggage, you know. So I can forgive them or forgive that or, you know, and then I don't feel resentment anymore and so on. And it's, you know, it's very empowering, but you're in control. This is what I want people to understand. You're yeah, the person I, who's in control. Love, I love that when you say, because we have the choice. And when we, when you talk about the experience <clears throat> and what happened and the story mm-hmm. and we tell the story, but we make it mean something. Yes. But that could be a misinterpretation. Absolutely. That's, that's yes. our point of view. It's yes. How we it's are just a story. It. Exactly. It's just you telling a story about something. And <clears throat> for example, somebody somebody shouts at you at work and the immediate reaction is anger and then sadness and hurt and everything else. And you go away home and you cry and you say, that's terrible. He was awful to me or she was awful to me. She shouted at me. Now, you have the choice actually in that moment to say to yourself, well, look at that poor person there who's having to communicate with me in this way because there's something wrong. Yes. Or there's poor Johnny, he's had a terrible day and he's shouting at me, but it's nothing to do with me, it's because he's under pressure. Or there's a very sad person who's having a terrible time at home. God love him, I can feel compassion for him. Now, none of those ex- interpretations make you feel bad. Yes. You know, you can, but you can choose that. You can choose to look at things in a completely different way. And then you feel better and you're in control of your emotions. So I can hear there, Doreen, that 
in those situations, we can take it personally. So we're taking it on as of course personal. you are, especially yeah. women do, especially yeah. women do with criticism and things like that. Yeah, you know, in yeah. the workplace because I've been there, I've seen it. I've done it before when I was younger. You know, before I realised a lot. A man it. won't. A man will take criticism of his work as criticism of his work, and he will look at it objectively and say, "Oh, okay, well, I'll do that again for you." Or, mm, "Okay, I didn't give a hundred percent." Fine. A woman will go, oh, my God, they hit me. It's so embarrassing. Somebody, <laughs> don't they? Oh, and they go, I'm no good at this job. I shouldn't be in this job. I knew I shouldn't get this job in the first place. You know, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. learn to think in a different way. And it's so that you're believing in yourself. So instead of thinking to yourself, they're right and I'm wrong. You think to yourself, hold on. I know that I was right. I know that I'm good at this. I know that I can cope. So their opinion doesn't really matter. Yeah. Unless it's your boss, in which case, you know, you've got to be nice. But <laughs> you've got to be nice and do it again. But do you know what I mean? You you still have the choice at any yeah. moment as to how you interpret what's happening to you. So that's and taking your power. Yes. Taking your so we're not victims of circumstance. Oh, we nice. are not victims. We are responsible. And it's our responsibility to make ourselves happy. But mm. that means it's not our responsibility to make anybody else happy because they're responsible for their happiness, mm. you know? So it actually gives you a lot of power. Yes, and that's that's really, yeah, when you can really see that and and taking back your power. And I'm I'm doing a lot of work on that lately, Doreen, and, I, and mm-hmm. it's really powerful how I'm, and I'm observing. I'm observing how I'm reacting. And Great. now what I'm doing is I'm pausing before yes. I open this. Before yes. I open my mouth, I'm pausing. I'm thinking about what just happened and what I was, what I'm just about to do. Yes. Why I'm doing it. So it's, it's, it's a dialogue. Yes. yes. I call it the space between. Yes. It's the space between the action, whatever happened, and your reaction. And it shouldn't be a reaction. It should be a response. And yes. you just take two breaths and you basically just calm down two breaths. And then you go, right, okay, this is how I'm going to meet this. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And you think about you tell yourself a different story immediately. You just, you know, if you're telling yourself the wrong story all the time, I don't deserve this. This is awful. All you have to do is change the story. Yeah. Literally, that's because it's all just thought. Like yeah. it's not, it's not fact or things or, you know, you're not going to die, you know, in that, in that moment. It's nothing. If you're feeling uncomfortable, so what? Nobody died of feeling uncomfortable, you know. What a, you know, so if, once you realize you can do that, then it's easier the next time and easier the next time. And then it becomes habit. Practicing it, yeah. Yes. It. Yeah, absolutely. I'm reading a book uh, by Byron Katie. You probably know it. It's called mm-hmm. Loving What Is. Mm-hmm. Loving What Is. And she works on this principle. It's called Doing the Work, right? Yes. yes. And she works on this principle of asking yourself a series of questions. Yeah. And the very true? first yeah. one is, when you talk about your story, yeah. is you ask yourself, is this true? True, yeah. And then you ask for the evidence for it. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the time we're pretending. We're pretending a lot of time. Of course we are. And, you know, we always set ourselves up as maybe, you know, maybe it's nice to feel like a victim. This happened to me, so it's not really my fault that I didn't succeed, you know, because I couldn't have succeeded because this person was really horrible to me. And, you know, that's okay. You're in your comfort zone there. You don't have to actually make it out of there, you know, because you're not actually challenging yourself. It's somebody else's fault. Well, when you know that it's not somebody else's fault, you've got no excuses. Do you know what I mean? You can't blame it on somebody else. Yeah. It's up to you. It was your, it's your responsibility, how your yeah. success. You know, you've got, of course, everybody's got challenges, but how do you meet those challenges? You know, you have to work outside your comfort zone because that's the only place you grow. Yeah. You won't grow in your comfort zone. I think so, yeah, she's right. The minute you start blaming somebody else, 
that's it being responsible and no. look, sometimes stuff happens but if you really want something to if you really want something in your life you have to take responsibility like if you want something exactly. done you do it yourself you take responsibility because it's inside the responsibility where the action happens and you get the results mm-hmm. that's one of my coaches yeah. told me that before and I just yeah. thought that was powerful yeah tell me Doreen what what would be the typical what who are you seeing coming to what what kind of problems are you seeing that would be like the biggest problems at the moment given the yeah do you know I, I, I've actually been thinking you know I went over my last year and sort of thought well what did everybody would start off with and some people started off with money problems and so on and some people started off with um family problems and relationships and so on but you know at the at the, at the basic bottom line of it it was I'm lost <sighs> I don't know who I am yes you know and so they the, all the other stuff is like symptoms of this particular problem. So, so people maybe are overeating because they're trying to fill this void that they feel inside them. And the void they feel inside them is a lack of love. And of course, the lack of love is coming from their own lack of love for themselves because they don't know who they are and they don't like themselves and so on. You know, everything sort of comes back to that whenever people are a bit lost. So I'm seeing younger people, as I say, who are maybe just too too distracted to get to know themselves and to know what they want and they're all over the place. And then I'm getting older people who have had a life and, you know, they're now in a different position and they have no clue what comes after this, but they just know they don't want this anymore. You know, and so, you know, that's it's sort of quite a range of things, you know, but mostly it's because they really they don't know who they are. They're not aware that they're in charge. They think everything is happening to them. Mm. And of course, they're telling themselves all these stories. Your brain is telling you all these stories that were, you know, programmed into it over the years, especially when you were young. And you think that that's reality. And it's not. You know, that's why Brina Brown says, you know, what is, you know, is that the truth? Look at it. Is that the truth? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was thinking when you said earlier on about, um, you know, when people hit their, their 40s and 50s and they start to realize that their phase of life is kind of changing now. The kids yeah. are grown up or whatever. Are gone, yeah. Is this this would be like the midlife crisis. Would it, would this be? I suppose of- people called it the midlife crisis then. Yes. And people go off and do silly things or people have breakdowns and so on. Yes. Yeah. People would call it the midlife crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And nowadays in, in careers, for example, you'll find a woman maybe has reached quite a, maybe quite a high position, but she never moves any further. And so maybe for five years, she's sitting there at this position and younger people are maybe younger men maybe, are maybe being promoted over her and there's nothing else that she can do you know, mm. unfortunately, in that position. So, you know, I would say, like, change it or accept it or move on. But yeah. then they're afraid to move on because you don't know what you want to move on to because you, you just really don't know what you want because you don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just you just know that you don't want this anymore. You can't deal with anything anymore. Uh, it's too pressured or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's too difficult to deal with. I have a lovely acronym, um, and I got it from one of my mentors um, at the time, um, Pat Slattery, and it's TLC. Uh, so when you find yourself in a situation, TLC, you can take it, be the victim, or you can leave it, detach and just walk away from it. It doesn't mm-hmm. serve you. Mm-hmm. Or you can change it. Yeah. So you can yeah. make a difference. Well, I said the other way around. I say try and change it. If you can't change it, try and accept it. If that's not working for you, move on. There leave the go. situation. Remove yourself yeah. from the situation, you know. Yeah, because sometimes we can't do the change. It's better off just... No, exactly. And we can't, we can't change other people around us oh, either. absolutely so. not. And don't ever try because they're all walking around in their reality. You're walking yes. around in your reality. So yes. in their reality, they're perfectly valid and right. In yes. your reality, you're perfectly valid and right. And yes. you have to accept that you have to allow other people to be who they are. 
Yeah. Even if they're obnoxious, in your opinion, you have to allow them to be that. You know? I love that. You, you can't change that. them. Be Let them be who they are. And then either ch- try and change the circumstances around. Let's say you're in an office with somebody like that, you know, or you're living with them. And and you, either can you accept it or remove yourself from the situation, you know, really, because it's not doing your soul any good. I love what you and said about that. Yeah, t- toxic. And there's lots of toxic relationships uh, as well. And they can really influence us. And um, and sometimes it can be really difficult to get out of it. And, you know, uh, when you're caught up in that and you're afraid to leave. Oh, absolutely. When I was in a, you know, I was in a bad marriage and it took me a number, it took me like after I decided it took me like four or five years to actually leave, you yeah. know, and, and it took a lot of, it took a yeah. lot of, you know, thinking about it and so on until I, I couldn't accept it anymore. And I realized it was actually doing me harm. I mean, mental harm myself. I don't mean I was in yeah. any harm's way. Um, and I realized then it was either move on and take all the consequences and feel terrible about disrupting everybody's life and all the terrible things, you know, at the end of a marriage. Yes. Or I would just lose myself. I didn't even know how I was anymore, hardly, but I knew I might. Have, I would just have lost myself totally. So that, that's that's what you I, wanted it more than you didn't. You wanted yes. more than you didn't. Yes. And I can hear as well, like when and for many people, when they're in that situation, the fear of you don't know what's going to happen. The fear of yeah. you knowing that lots is going to change. But it really takes a leap of faith and yes. wanting it more than you yes. don't, as you say, because of all the consequences that you have currently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, I then realized later on and, and through my training and, and through my own, my own studies and things that everybody has courage and strength and resilience inside. And you do not know how strong you are until you need to have it, right? You do not know how strong you are. So whenever you decide to do something, trust in yourself that okay you don't know what like now in this in the circumstances we have we don't know what's going to happen in the future but we can absolutely know that whatever happens we can deal with it we're strong enough to deal with it and you see when you absolutely believe that about yourself yes that's self-confidence that's yeah. courage that's that's like security you don't worry about the future you don't worryness you know. I put in there as well yes yes exactly exactly yeah, but you need to believe that yeah, we don't believe in ourselves that that's possible. And I always share my story about my daughter, Megan, when she died, she died in 2007. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was lost. I just, <clears throat> I was given sure. up on life. I really was. And um, because I was abused <clears throat> before that and had a child. So it was very difficult for me to have Megan. But I mm-hmm. lost her in any case. But I went through all the grief and everything. And for about three years or so, and I found a spiritual lady. And she taught me how to love myself again and mm-hmm. uh, forgiveness and worthiness and self-love because that yes. is what was missing was loving mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. Yes. massive and that really helped me to take my power back and why I started in all this health and wellness um journey was because I got to see that I had control over my life it yeah. was like yeah. oh my god it was just yeah. how I was thinking and where the thoughts were coming from it's yeah. just profound yeah oh absolutely it completely transformed your life it's transformed my life you know and, and now, I, I mean, I sit here sometimes and think I should be doing far more on here to try and get more work and all this. And I think, you know what? It'll come or it won't come. Um, I do my bits, you know, and then I just think if somebody's seeking me, they'll find me. I'm out there enough that they'll find me, you know. But what I mean is I'm not worried. I'm not like pulling my hair out going, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Because it, to me, everything works out. It yeah. all works out because I'm still in charge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And because I have this profound belief that I don't have to tear myself apart to get through the, to the next day or to get enough food on the table or whatever, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy where I am. I'm happy with my life now. It's happy every day now. 
Yeah. And so I, I can, you know, I know that that's because of what I'm creating. So I don't worry. I have trust and faith in myself. That's and I, I, this is why I love giving this to other people. I love showing them, listen, if I have it, you have it. We all have it. Yeah. You know, just get in touch with it. And then that's when they come to me for coaching and my practices allow them to then have a safe space where they can actually be still and be in touch with what's in front, you know, inside them. There was a lot in what you said there, um, Doreen. And when I heard you speaking of, you know, you're not worried about the work coming in or whatever, because for many people, they're worried about where their next paycheck is coming. Yeah. And that is living in a place of lack. And then you're focusing on that. Yes. Everything is an energy, I believe. So if you're focusing, whatever you're focusing on, that's what keeps coming up, you know. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I could really oh, hear. And one of the things I practice is gratitude. When, oh, absolutely. When yes. That's when one I'm of my feeling things. lack because yeah. it fills me up again. And yes. then I'm in a space where I can see what well, I look, do have. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> see, even if you take it on a practical, you know, way to look at it, if you've got 10 pounds in the bank, a roof over your head, food in the fridge, and you've got running water, you're wealthier than 75% of the world's population. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think about it like that, you could spend all day being grateful, you know. And people just don't take time and, you know, to sit and think, well, look, you know, there's my three children running about instead of going, this is really noisy. I can't work. This is terrible. I think I have three healthy children running about in front of me here. Yeah. It's not yeah. wonderful. You yeah. know, yeah. so we, we tend not to take the time and the stillness. Now, people have done over the last year and people, a lot of people have changed over the last year because they've been alone or because they've been ha- having to be at home all the time, no distractions. And they are actually thinking more about, you know, what they actually have and who they really are. And that's why there's been a lot of mental health problems because people are anxious about who they are, about what's going to happen. That's but you can turn it around and think about it in a different way, you know? So and that's what I teach, yeah. Yeah, finding out who you are and what makes you tick and why, what what your values are, what's important to you yeah. as a person and not your spouse or your children. Exactly. Or, and trusting and, that you're just as, you know, as I say, everybody walks around in their own reality. Your reality yeah. is absolutely as valid as everybody else's. Mm-hmm. But I just believe that we're all, you know, people say, we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're a spiritual being having a human experience. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but it's so true. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. And that's our learning. And just going back to something you said as well, when you said, don't, don't interfere, don't try and fix other people because mm-hmm. you are not honoring their no, lesson I suppose everything's a lesson isn't it the whole yes life? that's right you know they have their they have their problems their lessons to learn they're on a different part of the, their journey than you are on your journey yeah it's it's really nice that you can come together at a certain time but at the same time when somebody moves on say someone leaves you or something well that was their time to go it was your time for them to go for you to learn something you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. it's like it's not because of something terrible or it's not because of your fault or whatever you know if yeah, you're, yeah and if you're more aware of that it's easier then to deal with that's it it's the like awareness that. to be yes. and and I, I did some work before you know there's we if you want to cut the circle of knowledge you know what we know and what we don't know and mm-hmm. there's so much more that we don't know we don't know so exactly the blind spots the bits that we can't see and when we discover that and understand that then we can yeah yeah have the power to step in to do something about it yes absolutely how do people work with you um doreen do you obviously you do one-to-ones do you do coaching seminars talks what what, how how else yeah the one-to-ones obviously and my sort of it's usually normally the lowest is like six sessions and then if you know what I mean it takes about three months for six sessions yeah to work and then yeah and then I would do you know workshops for like companies and things like that I also do talks as it's public speaking I I did before the the lockdown I was going to different like enterprise zones and things like that and then I did the courses at university 
um, at Queen's, but um, called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. And that was teaching exactly the same thing. If you change the the way you think, your life changes. But um, absolutely. So people would come to me and say for six sessions, eight sessions, 10 sessions, whatever it is they want. And, um, you know, I can see them transforming in front of my eyes, you know, literally. And they have, you know, they have insights about things and suddenly this is their truth. This is not, you know, this is who they are. This isn't, you know, depending on anybody else. Their happiness doesn't depend on hobby or or work or goals or anything else. Your happiness depends on that they know they're worth it, that they know they have this power. That's, How does you know, that make you feel, Dory? Oh, that's you what do I do it, it for. <laughs> oh, that's, God. That's, that's where I get up. I mean, I, you know, that's why I do it. You oh. know, I'm saying live your life because, like, you know, grab it with both hands. Experience everything you can in every moment. Yeah. And you'll see opportunities. And when you're doing that, opportunities, you will see them. They're there. You just can't see them when you're not in the right mindset, when you don't believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. When you oh, do, God, you'll I'm, see them, you know. And emotional, just <laughs> while you do your work, it's just so oh, great. absolutely, yeah. We're no. coming to the end, Doreen. Can you, if you were to leave us with one really empowering message, like one one message that you can leave people with to really help them be empowered, what would that be? Well, the first one is live your life. It's live your life. And I don't mean exist. I mean, take it and shake it with a scruff of the neck, you know, you know. But then I like this other quote, and it's some philosopher said to his wife on his deathbed, he said, remember this, every morning when you lift your head off the pillow, oh, you God. have everything you need. Ah, oh, yes. It's all there. It's oh, all there. my God. I'm going to put that in the show notes. That's, that's <laughs> very cool. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Dory, where can people find you? What's your web address? Or? So www.doreenrichiecoaching.com. And it's R-I-T-C-H-I-E. Or, of course, I'm on LinkedIn as Doreen Richie, uh, Doreen Richie Life Coach on um, Facebook. I'm on Instagram as Doreen underscore Richie. So I'm sort of everywhere if you want Great. to find me. I'll put Thank that you. all in the show notes. And I really recommend people reach out to Doreen and have a chat where she's super. We've been talking previously <laughs> as well. That's and she fine. really is. She's gorgeous. And she's so generous as well. So, yeah, so do check Doreen out. Doreen, we're coming to the very end. I really want to thank you for... Sure, thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk to you. It's always lovely to talk to you. We'll talk again, I'm sure. You're gorgeous. You're really... You're like a little angel sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my partner would agree with that, for sure. <laughs> fantastic. For sure. Listen, have a fantastic day, Doreen. And yes, and thank you. And I'll speak to you again So Take care, Javon. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us on the Empowering Family Health Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, please subscribe to the upcoming cast. And remember to share with your friends so that they too can be empowered.